Live from New York, it's the show that is celebrating our Academy Award nomination. I can't believe it. It's first things first. I'm just kidding. We didn't get nominated. <laughs> Bruce just Brew. You're ruining the top of the show. What is nobody seeing? Today, Stefan clarifies his commitment to excellence. But Nick thinks the Bills Super Bowl window is closed. Oh, Meanwhile, gosh. eight Super Bowls and seven MVPs between them. But they seem unhappy in their current teams. Where will Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady be headed to next? And finally, oh, it's a brand new segment at 4 o'clock. It's so new, we don't really have a catchy name for it. It's a segment Nick is calling, what are you calling it? The most a game from winning the Super Bowl. And it's not new, we've actually done it five years in a row. Just because you weren't here for all five of those years doesn't mean that you're Oh, sorry about that. That was a subtle flex. Doing it for quite some time. Well, I don't remember any of them, so I don't know what. Either way, it's going to be good this time. Let's go on and start the show. That's where we start. We start with Dallas Decisions. Dallas decisions. <laughs> Cowboy season ended in embarrassing fashion, and now there's a bevy of decisions to make, including the contract of running back slash center Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Here's Zeke. We definitely thought about it. Uh, you know, I want to be here. Uh, I don't have a crystal ball. Can't tell you the future, but I definitely want to be here. Okay. Yikes. Yes. Doesn't want the final play of his Cowboys career <laughs> no. to be At hitting center. pancakes playing center. <laughs> like Mac Jones. What cha- that, that wasn't his final. First of all, it wasn't the final <laughs> I'm play. I'm just you know, saying, the pancakes yeah, are. Exactly right. What changes do the Cowboys need to make? I mean, there's only one they really can make, guys. Yeah. And that's the coach. And I understand, but 25 wins the last two years. Look at what they did, and they lost Dak for part of the – I get all of that. And I am not saying Mike McCarthy is a terrible head coach. I am not even saying Mike McCarthy, uh, it is his fault and his fault alone that once again their season ends in mortifying fashion. What I am saying is this. There is only two ways you can significantly change a football team in an offseason where you don't have a ton of cap space and you don't have great draft picks. And that is either change the quarterback or change the coach. They're not changing the quarterback. Right. So the only does anyone, even the people who think, no, 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 he doesn't deserve. This is what people would say. He doesn't deserve to be fired. I'm not saying he deserves to be fired. What I am saying is to those people, can you envision a, the Dak-McCarthy combo, it ending differently than it has the last two years? Probably around before it should have in somewhat embarrassing fashion. I can't. Brew, we've seen this story before. You know what it was called? Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton. He's a good coach. It's a fine quarterback. Make the playoffs every year. Well, I think that Marvin might be a little better than Mike and that Dak is better than Dalton. But still, team, good enough to make the playoffs. Good enough that they never did together. But you thought they could win a playoff game. But you know they can't win the Super Bowl. And so I don't know what other... If the Cowboys this offseason fired him and brought in Sean Payton, that could fundamentally change Dak's trajectory, at least possibly, and fundamentally change their chances. What what does the rest of the NFC East hope they do? Nothing, right? What are the Eagles hoping they do? The Giants hoping they do? Nothing. And so... That's the answer, but I don't think they'll do it. Well, look, it's not wholly unprecedented. And I see, I'm seeing people on TV say, he won 12 games the last two years. How in the world? Marty Schottenheimer used to win 12, That's 13 a games comp. a year. For two but different it was teams. Like, he can't get us above that level. All right? And so Mark Jackson with the Golden State Warriors. Did a great job. They were winning 50 games. Sometimes once or I think twice after the second round. After a 14 and 2 season. Yeah, I, I mean, think. They, it right. was the church. And, and then Golden State bring in Steve Kerr, and the rest is history. So you can fire a successful coach if you feel like he can't get you to the next level. But so I'm not mad at that, Nick. But what they need more than anything is a culture change. Mm-hmm. That's really and the coach is not empowered enough in any coach in Dallas to bring about a culture change. Because right now their culture is that they're a laughing stock. They are the butt of all jokes. What was everybody waiting to happen, whether it was last weekend or it would have been this weekend, people were waiting. <laughs> they're going to implode. They're going to self the truck. They're going to bring their F game. 
That's what it was. Like, we are waiting because that's their culture, and the culture is set by Jerry Jones, the owner. Now, I get he's not going anywhere. He owns the team. He can do what he wants. But there's a he canceled his radio interview today that he does every Tuesday, canceled it. You know what? He should cancel all of them next year. Okay. Wow. Don't no. I'm I'm telling wow. Jerry, Bad if you're listening, I'm RJ. saying what I needs to happen. I'm speaking as a mature adult. You need to can't get off the radio every week. Stop doing the interviews outside of the locker room after every game because he creates drama with his voice. Can I ask you a question, Bruce? What he said. Did you feel? But you said that Jerry creates all this, and I think that's true to a degree. But this team was a serious team when Jimmy was the head coach. Yeah, because Jerry a, was in the background. But it was also a serious team when Parcells was the head coach. Well, they put it heads. They, they, right. But I guess my point is, is that you don't think that Jerry could stay being Jerry, and if they bring in Sean Payton, that it all of a sudden changes I don't even know if Sean Payton's going to want to go into that type of circus atmosphere. Sean Payton's not going to want an owner or anyone meddling all the time. I mean, really, Jerry is the final voice. And he should be the final voice in the organization, but not necessarily in football stuff. And he has it. And that drama, what makes a great drama? Whoa. The highs and the lows. Oh, yeah. The A games and the <laughs> F games. What was your I mean, Well, you have a protagonist and an antagonist. <laughs> but that, that's what it – drama is A and F. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. And that's what the Cowboys are because of Jerry's drama. So, he – obviously, he's there. But just – if he stopped talking so much. You think the Cowboys – It would seem like, look, we're really – okay, now things are different. It's about football now. We are a football franchise. We're not about entertainment and all of that. That's what they need. But Get if, serious. If Jerry Jones said, you know what, I was watching First Things First, and Chris Broussard, who was really marketed F-game throughout that whole soliloquy, yeah, was really like, what was everyone waiting for? The F-game. F-game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Well <laughs> Truth hurts. If he decided. But losing hurts more, Jerry. <laughs> if he decided to step back, do you think the Cowboys would be more successful? If he, had a, if he played it like Robert Kraft, like, I'm going to do charity work, I'll pop up every once in a while to like, be on the field, but I'm not going to be giving interviews. I, I and- think it would send a message that this is about football. Let's get serious. Let's stop you know, being the, in, uh, the entertainment and just I, worrying about I, making the franchise so valuable. Yeah. It's already valuable. To be and very quick will make here, it more I, I do think that would help. Like, we forget about it now, but the six-week mini-series surrounding Odell Beckham Jr. was ridiculous <laughs> and unnecessary. Ridiculous. Now, during that, they were winning games. Didn't really seem to affect them. I don't think it impacted them in the playoff game at all. But that's, an, that's a four-instance. To, to Jerry's defense... You also said it was a soap opera when it was Cooper Rush. And he said, no, we're still alive. It'd be great. And that actually happened. No, no, no. That, that's absolutely true. But the, the point that I was going to make, though, is the Cowboys have – if their season had just ended in a typical loss, if Dak hadn't thrown any picks, they hadn't run uh, w- the hook and ladder Don't. attempted play, whatever they were trying to do. If, if they No, no, no. They were not playing that. If they hadn't done that, they would still have an offseason – of, wait, Tony Pollard's an unrestricted free agent. Dalton Schultz is an unrestricted free agent. We cut Zeke, but we're still going to have $12 million of dead money for him. They still have hard decisions to make with no great way of improving the team. That's- Zeke said to, there was a report today he'll come back on less money. Yeah, but And I, I want him back on less money. Okay, but it, that's, I don't want to get into the cabinouche of it. That, that, that is easier said than done, actually, for the Cowboys. It would, it, it, cutting him, and it's $12 million on their cap for $0 paying him. And it, so they have real issues absent all of this. That's why I think they need a fundamental change, and I think Peyton's the only one that could do it. Okay. We're going to turn our attention to the Buffalo Bills. Oh. Cincy's offensive line dominated the Bills. Burrow only sacked once. In the absence of Von Miller, never felt more. Von Miller, however, still optimistic about next year. Take a listen. You know, I came here to have multiple shots at winning the Super Bowl. I came here, you know, this wasn't my, I didn't feel like, you know, this would be my only shot, like, this one year. I felt like I had multiple shots at the Super Bowl by the way this team was built, by, you know, our quarterback, our defense. I felt like I had, you know, multiple chances at the Super Bowl, and, and I still feel like that, man. I'm super excited to, for year two with the Buffalo Bills, I'm super excited to line back up and do it all over again. I'm super excited to get back to, to Rochester and go through training camp and, you know, to be healthy again. So 
I'm, I'm super excited, man. And just because we lost to the to the Bengals, it, it doesn't diminish the type of team that we have. It, does, it doesn't diminish, you know, our position in this league. We we have a really good team, and you know, our, our window is still open, man. And it's you know, brighter days are uh, are definitely ahead for us. Doth protest too much. Yeah, I, and by the way, I don't know if you can see it on your screen, but the teams with the best Super Bowl odds. The Bills, the Niners, and the Chiefs. The, for those keeping track at home, three, the, two, one. The, exactly. The Niners and the Chiefs have been to in the last five years eight conference championship games, three Super Bowls between them, and they both might make this one. And the Bills have been to one conference championship game. And in some shops, the Bills are co-favorites. So everyone's going to fall for the same okie doke. And people think right here I'm going to talk about Josh Allen, but I'm actually not because. The Bills were the only team, Brew, with a defensive head coach of the final eight teams remaining. And there are some real issues to that. It's like, ah, are you going to be too conservative? They kind of were. Or is your offensive coordinator going to get hired away from you? Well, that happened last year and it hurt them. But the positive is supposed to be we're going to be tough. We're going to step up in the biggest moments. We're going to be a defensive-minded team. So can we talk about how the last three seasons have ended in Buffalo and what Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow have done to them in those three games. 300 yards, nine touchdowns, no picks, a passer rating that would be the highest in NFL history, and averaging more than 35 points per game. That's how they've lost. Because their defense, for a team that not only is a defensive-minded coach, but spends money on defense. Right. Mm-hmm. Seven Since they drafted Josh Allen, they've had nine picks in the top 90. Seven of those picks have gone to defensive linemen or running backs. And what did we see on Sunday? Can't run the ball with their running backs, and they can't rush the passer. So that is a fundamental problem. The next fundamental problem is a dollars problem, Brew. They have 10 guys that take up $150 million of their cap next year. Josh Allen's cap hit goes from 16 to 40. Diggs's goes from 11 to 20. The guy we just heard from Vaughn, his goes from 5 to 20. There are only five teams in the league in a worse cap situation going into next year. They are $20 million over next year's cap before anything happens. Mm. And so it is not me being a, a hater or casting aspersions, Brew, to say there is no reason to believe next year's team will be better than this year's team. They will have to pare away some of the talent. And this year's team was not close to good enough. So Vaughn can say all that. But the only known quantity they have coming back is a 34-year-old pass rusher coming off a torn ACL. As far as that's going to be different than what they Micah had right Hyde there. Yeah, but Jordan Poyer back. is an unrestricted right, free agent. He could be on the way out. And so it, it, I'm not saying the window's closed. Uh, yeah, what I'm saying right. is they, they, they are taking a step backwards, and they weren't close enough this year. I don't know that they're taking a step backwards. What did they lose? Four games total? Uh, what were they? 14 and three, four, I guess, was their overall record. Um, they're in the hunt. And I, I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Joe Burrow's right. When you're an elite quarterback, sure. the window's your prime. All right? Aaron Rodgers hadn't been to a Super Bowl in a decade. But the window was still open. They just didn't walk through the window. But they really will be early. back. They will be back. And, and as I said, defense was the pro- The defense can't get it done in the playoffs is what That's we've That's my point. Because in the regular season, they were second in the league. And, and last allowed. year, they were first. Right. And then Mahomes And then in the playoffs, they struggle. But Micah Hyde will be back. Obviously, Von Miller presumably will be back. Tredavious White never – I don't think he played well this year. Oh. So, he only played six games. He came back from injury. I think if he's healthy, But hold that on. Helps. Real quick on that thought, though, because we got we to gotta do the math right. So, Tredavious White didn't look like Tredavious White. Right. Why? Because he was coming off a late-season torn ACL. But Von Miller will be back and fix everything. Von Miller will be coming yeah, off a late season. I don't know that he fixes everything, but look, they're going to. What they need to do is strengthen the offensive line. That offensive line was bottom ten in the league. Can, and and get a. If you strengthen the offensive line, you could have a run game, and so everything isn't on Josh Allen's shoulders. But okay, I I just they 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 had their worst game of the year by a mile. They looked like they were not in the Bengals class. Right and. They are a team that, again, when we talk about how they need to improve, there are certain teams in a position coming offseason to improve. You have extra draft picks, you have cap space. The Bills don't have extra draft picks. They don't have a good draft pick as far as it's, I think, going to be 27th. And they are 
Their cap space is negative. They are already over next year's cap without adding a person. So those are when we're talking about teams taking a leap or teams taking a step back, the Bills are the Bills were positioned for this being their three-year run. Then you take a small step back, then you make a run again. It their three-year run came and went, and they have nothing to show for it. Huh? It's a it's a real big Te- teams go. Tom Brady went a decade without Tom winning the Super Bowl. We're always we were always out there. I'm just saying, on, like you know, you, you know I'm, you, no way you should write Buffalo off. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I, I'm certainly not writing them in. Oh, speaking of, we're about a half hour away from talking about the Patriots and Bill O'Brien, but right now we're going to stay in Buffalo. Stephon Diggs uh, criticized for asking Josh Allen to play better. Took to Twitter to defend his competitiveness. Want me to be with uh, okay with losing? Um, I'm not. Want me to be okay with our level of play when it's not up to the standard? No, thank you. It's easy to criticize my reaction more than the results. Stefan, I don't know if you caught the show yesterday. We criticized the results. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that that last week. Oh, I criticized my reaction rather than results. Yeah, he's saying, he's saying it's easier to criticize me rather than criticize everyone for the reason we lost, which wasn't me. That's what he's saying. Look, he. I, I think overall they'll be fine, but I would have rather him come out and be like, look, that, Josh and I go at it like this all the time. That's my don't. guy. I'm still with him. Yeah, well, but in practice and stuff like they that, don't. you may. We don't. In practice and stuff, they probably do no, get on just, each other. It's just dimes and ca- awesome touches. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen something where he kind of squashes this notion that there's a beef. But what if it's, he didn't because there is? What if he's frustrated? Man, this does happen. Okay, he's gone I mean, five guys yelling at each other. And people tried to make a big deal out of being a me, and, and Mahomes going at it. It was nothing. Eh. This is, this is typically nothing. Of that. Okay, I, you know what I think? I think we saw the canary in the coal mine for an emotionally immature team three months ago, and oh, I, I like was laughed at. You weren't laughed at. Uh, I was, you know what? Daniel Negreanu criticized me for this oh, day. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. When your offensive coordinator Watch can't keep his cool I'm not mad after a mid-season, regular season loss. It was a bad game, though. We then expect Stefan Diggs, who's in the cauldron, to keep his cool after a mortifying playoff defeat? I don't. You got a grow you got a 40-something-year-old grown man wearing a visor and with, with highlighters and khakis breaking stuff. Yeah, Stephon Diggs is going to what? What's the problem? Was that a vice? Okay, I'm not sure what his head is. <laughs> Point remains. Dorsey would argue he's in the, the and too. so this emotionally immature team has it's been a great take. It's an emotionally immature team, and and their leader so Josh Allen is a hold on. He is his play almost speaks to the immaturity of get it all back right now. Take the kill shot. You know what I mean? Try they, they are a team that hasn't won doesn't know how to win, and doesn't know how to – the highs and the lows and the ebbs and the flows of the season. And it percolated down from the box from Dorsey a few months ago. Now you have Diggs getting trolled by Eli Apple and not being able to do nothing about it. It's good take. Rough times. Tough times. What? Plus, he loves Sharpies so much. When he saw those Sharpies yeah, I mean, that move was around, it really – That was right. You're really upset. <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to a Power Pack Tuesday show. Two and a half? Sorry. That's what it says. Sorry. Go ahead, Wilds. 
Wow. Look who's the favorite at the Arrowhead Invitational, Wyatt, <laughs> Cincinnati. How can they be? I don't know. They've won three in a row, and your quarterback's on one leg. Here's Dr. Andy Reid. <laughs> He's uh, worked hard um, in the treatment and is doing okay. He told you guys. I mean, he, he mentioned it to you that he's going to play. So, I mean, that's uh, um, that's his mindset. And, and then we'll just take it day by day and see how he does. You're out for two minutes. Penalty box. <laughs> <laughs> Greg is here. It'll go Broussard to Greg. Oh, wow. Okay. I like that. Out. I like that. Uh, Can we up into five? Five minutes? You're out. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> Greg, do the, the Bengals deserve to be two-and-a-half-point favorites? Yes. Exactly. Yes, they do. Of course, this is the best team in the AFC. Like, we're not, it's one of the things I've learned over the course of being on this show oh. from the committee. Oh, here we go. It's, it's not about standings. That's true. Ah, Good so point. no one cares about if they're the number one seed. This is about the who's the best team. And that's the Bengals. They should be favored. And you're going into, yes, Mahomes' house, but the owner of the house is, is, is wounded. Like, if I'm going to invade somebody's property and they are trying to defend their property, because like, straight in. Yesterday was assassins and that was the Now it's home insane. invasions. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, we know the what show, they the movies before, <laughs> between the car show and our show. Greg watches <laughs> the Equalizer. Go ahead. Sorry. But you're going in and you're going to invade somebody's property and they're trying to guard their like they better be fully equipped and ready to roll that's not the Kansas City Chiefs right now so I don't mind it again I don't think it means anything because these two teams are really good the Bengals I feel have the edge because they have the best quarterback right now because he is the healthiest quarterback uh, going into this football game so I don't mind the spread being where it's at even Nick had the hobbled Mahomes third Correct. Behind Burrow, he's still hobbled. Yeah. There you go. Look, Vegas looked and said, you know what? They, they're not only 3-0 against them, but they won all three games by what? Three points. So let's make it, you know, two and a half. All Love right. It. So, look, they should be favored. All right. Um, we know what they've done in Kansas City's house. I'm not even going to repeat it. All right. You know they we only know- won once there, right? Yeah, yeah. But okay. still, it, they did win that once out of three. But here's the problem that I think the Chiefs face. Mm-hmm. I don't think their defensive backs are good enough to stick with the receivers of the Bengals. And Joe Burrow, who's great against everybody, has a field day against the Chiefs. We got Dusty and I put this together. We'll show America. Look, he's better in everything. Awesome. Uh, Completion percentage, way better. 50 yards more a game than against everybody else. Look at the yards per attempt. TD to interception ratio is almost triple. And then the passer rating is through the roof. So, that's Mahomes even hobbled Nick. I think Mahomes will be fine. I think he'll play a very good game. The defense is what I'm worried about for Kansas City, and Joe Burrow, Joe Cool has a field day against them. You're in. Uh, I'm out of the penalty box. Okay. <laughs> so I want to play along here, okay. and I want to say the Bengals deserve it because Mahomes is hobbled, and because you know. The Bengals teammates call it Burrowhead because he won one game there. Insult. And they're the big dogs. And, you know, I've been watching sports television today, and it's amazing how fast we went from pretending Josh Allen was better than Patrick Mahomes (laughs) to instantly pretending Joe Burrow's better than Patrick Mahomes. But I heard this take this week. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in football, but Patrick Mahomes is a better player, which made a lot of sense because I'm like, yeah, Mahomes does add a lot of value in kick coverage and special teams. That's where he makes up <laughs> the tackling between right. the other quarterback. Right, right. So I, I was going to go with all of that when this line was a point and a half. But now it's, it moved one point 90 minutes ago, and I started to get angry. And then I listened to this gobbledygook from these two guys have to talk about how the Bengals, straight who facts. he wrote off in week two, and, and how the Bengals, facts. who are the best team in the AFC, who they was like a baton in a 4-by-4. In a four four. They took that baton from the Bills, who were the yeah. best team previously, evidently, when all along the Chiefs have been there. And I would like to remind the audience of two things. One is this. All of America football fans, particularly fans of teams in the American Football Conference, 
are praying the Bengals win this game. Because it is a disaster for the conference if the Chiefs win it. Because if the Chiefs in a year, when the Chargers loaded up, when the Bills loaded up, when the Raiders loaded up, when the Broncos loaded up, and the Chiefs took a step backwards, hmm. and when the Chargers haven't yet paid anybody, I'm sorry, the, the Bengals haven't yet paid anybody, if that year the Chiefs still win it, and they do it with Mahomes injured, well, then it's very, very hard to see the path forward for anybody else. But the reason, Wilds, I am confident in the Chiefs this week, and I don't give a damn what the okay, – make the point spread go. bigger. Sure. It's just more money to be made when you bet the Chiefs. Is because I know you don't believe in, you know, my, the power of my dreams. Oh, my but goodness. what about the power of my prophecies? Uh, Can we play is... the clip, please, America? Oh, my. We're running clips. Can we run a clip? Uh, Take a picture of the standings right now okay. with Buffalo up top. Who's the one seed right now? Buffalo. Oh. Take a picture of it. Oh. Take a picture of it, Brew, because I guarantee you Kansas City's running the table the rest of the way out. I've done that once I ever on this show before. You. It was 2019, and what they did was uh, run the table. No, the you Bowl. said. Okay, so <laughs> that was Brew. after I the. I look great, but that was. That was after. <laughs> he cut out my witty comeback. You <laughs> noticed that? Because you lied. I was about to you said that I predicted <laughs> the Chiefs went 20 and 0, which I never did. I said it was on the board. So. And listen, the Chiefs being underdogs at home has literally never happened since Mahomes has been there, but I'm sure it'll go well. Greg, I'm sure it's smart. Okay. I'm sure it's a good idea. Greg, can, I know you're not a doctor, but I feel like everyone is wildly optimistic about Mahomes' ankle. Are, do you share that optimism, or do you have, are you a realist like I am? And so about him gonna, being able to play? I'm not oh, being able to play well. Effectively. Um, I, it, again, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm I'm optimistic about it because I know the type of player he is, even without that. But this is where I'm not optimistic, as as Nick is. Patrick Mahomes being put in the pocket, and that's what your defense is trying to maintain or keep him inside the pocket versus allowing him outside the pocket. He's a different player. Yep. He's a completely different player. Every quarterback, every defense knows if you have a Josh Allen, an Aaron Rodgers, a, any, any quarterback and I, it, that it, is different. better outside the pocket that can extend plays, right. they are taught, keep them in the pocket. That's I, where he will be stricken to without yeah. them having to do it. And I don't think that people are underreacting to it. The look-ahead line on this game, before the, 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 when people said, if it's Chiefs-Bengals, what's the line? It was Chiefs by four. Oh, okay. So the line has moved based on what it would now. Part of that is the Bengals looked so good against Buffalo. Yeah. But a huge part of that, this is about a five-point line movement based on, I believe, the ankle being injured. So I, it's pretty significant. Okay. Uh, Eli Apple is back. This guy. Dropped a haphazard Twitter stream, taking aim at Stefan and the Bills. Here are a couple. I didn't love them. Um, Nick, we're going to start with Greg. You're out of the penalty box, but I just wanted to talk to Greg instead. Are you good with this? No, Greg? no, and I get it. It's it's there's there's a fine line. Like everyone kind of talks, they're a bit of trash. Like it happens, but then you go too far. And in my issue, I'm just gonna be honest. Mm. If Eli Apple was a guy, Th thank you. If he was That's, like, he's not good enough to do. This. No, if That's he was like the reason why. This defense is so well He's like the rounded. Twenty-seventh best player on their team. Like, it, and that is my like on their it's on so his irritating. team. I don't even know where we rank Eli Apple. You know what? But he's the first one to talk. Yeah. Like, you can't do oh, this. Wow. Like, don't do this. It, there's man. an NBA comp for this. A guy oh, who I, I know, know who it is. Oh, oh no, I'm talking. not going to do that. Give me the jersey. This is what it reminds me of. That's real leadership, right there. That's what I'll, it is. I'll handle that. It is. It is that. that. But you, you know you what? I don't, want I don't have a problem with this guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. All you. right? He's not a great player, but he's integral to a team's success a lot of times because he gives them that edge. I'm with you. Eli Apple isn't a great player, but I have no problem with him doing this. He That might be one of his roles on this That's team. That's right. You Joe Mixon. Now, Mixon is better than Eli Apple. Way better. Yeah, but still, there are certain guys they might be like, yo – that's our hype man. That's our guy that gets go. us going. So I, I thought he had some incredibly funny uh, tweets <laughs> out there. So I look, I, I got no problem. You got to back it up though. 
Joe Mixon looks good today because he backed it up. He's not. Eli Apple better back it up. He's not the best corner on his own team, and he's but he's a starter, and he's not the best tweeter in his own family. Like enough, Eli. (laughs) Enough. (laughs) Dusty gets it. (laughs) Dusty loves it. Where is Aaron Rodgers going? Spoiler alert: nowhere. But we're going to talk about it anyway. (laughs) Really? He's not going. We've been doing this for years. Now it is time for the saga of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, Chapter 107. Am I going to stay on this team? Ian Rappaport reporting that the Packers could trade the four-time MVP and ayahuasca enthusiast for, quote, the right package. <laughs> Nick, who should jump at this offer? Okay, first of all, I, I, I usually save the gambling advice for Nick's picks, but I hadn't seen these odds. America, do not put your money on the Niners. The plus 250 for the Niners is a ludicrous idea. It's not happening in cap-wise, and it's an impossibility. That is a sucker's bet. If you're going to bet someone, then don't bet that. That is public service announcement. You bet $1,000. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. I wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers next year. I would not trade for Aaron Rodgers. I would not bring Aaron Rodgers in. I would not want to pay Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old and going to turn 40. Take Tom Brady out of the equation. Can we look at the old great quarterbacks, how old they were when it ended, and how they looked at the end? So Elway got his rate passer rating went up a bit, but if you watched him, that was a Terrell Davis team. Marino had fell off a cliff. Warner had started to deteriorate. Peyton fell off a cliff. Eli, he only played four games. It fell off a cliff. Phillip Rivers, I promise you that 97 rating was not good. We watched that year with the Colts. <laughs> Big Bennett fell off a cliff. Farvin fell off a cliff. And Breeze, again, the numbers look good. If you watched him at the end, it fell off a cliff. We, it, for Rodgers, we already saw the cliff. It's not projecting. It just happened. Broken thumb. In his age 39 season. So I looked around the league, Brew, and I was like, okay, who could possibly want him? It's like, oh, what about the Jets? But he's not on the right timeline for them, in my opinion. I agree. They got young guys. So it's like, wait, a team that needs a quarterback, that has veteran stars, and oh, the Raiders. He should go to the Raiders. Here's the problem. Why do we think Aaron Rodgers next year would be better than Derek Carr? And they decided Derek Carr wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Can we show that? Because Rodgers this year versus Carr is close. And keep in mind that the Carr missed a couple, or Rodgers missed a game. Mm -hmm. So it's close. And Rodgers is clearly on the downslope because of the age. So if Carr wasn't good, you're bringing in the ego, the money, all of it, Brew. I'm not interested. I, I, I do think the Raiders should go after him. Now, look, you, you got rid of Carr. That's the bottom line. You could have argued they could have kept, should have kept Carr, but they got rid of him. You're not replacing him with Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham has, I think, seven interceptions and six touchdowns in his career. Okay, he is not the guy. You want to bring in a guy that I would think Devontae Adams is going to be excited about. So you bring in Aaron Rodgers. As long as you re-sign Josh Jacobs, you got the run game. You got receivers, not just Adams, but Waller. All right, the defense, I think, can improve. You got some good pieces with Crosby and, and Chandler Jones. So you can improve the defense, I would think. And here's the thing, too, with the Raiders, look, they've been to the playoffs two times in the last 20 years. You don't have to go there and win the Super Bowl. I, you know how I've been critical about Rodgers and championship games. Mm-hmm. But if you just get to the playoffs, again, it's the AFC, it'll be tough. But if you just get to the playoffs, that will be a success. The Raiders at this point just want to be relevant. And so I would go get Rodgers for a year or two and see if he can at least make us a sexy playoff team. Okay, since you guys mentioned those teams, I have my teams that I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers should – or teams that should go after Aaron Rodgers because I do believe that there will be takers out there, period. I I get what you're saying, and he is older, but I think now what we've seen is players are going to be playing a little older, specifically at that position. So the Jets were one of those teams. If we can put this up, this is my honorable mention. I don't think it's going to happen, and the reason why I got a question mark right here by the Jets is because I just don't like the idea of literally following the footsteps of Brett Favre. <laughs> like, I, it That's just feels – something about it is just like, eh. In every no, way he is. No, the shadow, I had to do that when I took over for Brett Favre, and then I leave Green Bay and go right where he went. Yeah. And by I the time he leaves the Jets, Cousins probably out in Minnesota. Go there, too. Do the whole thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, for me, number three is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers. Stay right, right where you're at. 
You obviously are developing some chemistry with the young guys. It started to look good once Christian uh, Watson started to come sure. to his own and you started to believe in him. I think you, you understand what's expected of you. Those guys appreciate you. You can stay there. And it's still in the NFC. Right. Here's my second team. The Raiders. Okay. The Las Vegas Raiders. No helmet this time. No helmet needed because when you go to a team that has the one of the best receivers in all of football, you just compared his numbers to Derek Carr. Derek Carr had one of the best receivers in all of football, and those were his numbers. And we felt like it wasn't enough. If you give Aaron Rodgers that type of weaponry all over again, he is going to be a lot better. I like their situation. Defensively, you laid it out, what, what they need to do and what they have. But number one, got to stay in the NFC. Oh, Commanders. I like the Commanders. And before everybody jumps on why they don't no, like it, it, think about this. Number one in the NFC East, there has not been a repeat title defender since, what, 2003 or something like that? Like, this is going to be a, a division that's up for grabs. It's in the NFC. You're going to have an opportunity. You got receivers over there. The young uh, Yahan Dotson, he's a touchdown scoring machine. Terry McLaurin had his best year ever. J.D. McKissick will be coming off injury. You got running backs. They need to improve the offensive line. I like Ron Rivera. There's a, there's a team that if you insert Given their health, defensively we know what they are. They can be really stout. If given their health, you put a quarterback in there right now, that team wants you. to win right now. I don't hate it. I'm surprised you didn't have New Orleans on there, though. I thought about New Orleans. New Orleans can't do it. But I'm surprised six million why, over the cap. That's why I knew my trade. resident no, GM was going to be like, no. Uh, yeah, you can't do it. I'm surprised there wasn't a number two on there. Well, yeah. Hey, you know, they Larry, Larry Bird themed. <laughs> hey, what's next for Tom Brady? We discuss next. Guys, we only have eight minutes for this, so we, we can't huddle. Usually we huddle up in between questions. Not this time. Tom Brady had a succinct and foul response to Jim Gray on his own podcast when asked about his future. Take a listen. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. I wow. <laughs> Not great. No, you don't. Can I, can I just say something? I listened, I listened to this podcast so you wouldn't have to, America. And let me tell you something. <laughs> it you would think that Gray is like, so what are you doing next year? No, come on, Tom, tell us. Come on. And we just played you the very end of it. They were talking about golf, man. Yeah. They were talking about John Rahm. Brady called him a great Spaniard. And then he was asking about his own golf game. He's like, then Jim Gray on, again, this podcast, I'd like to give full credit, called Let's Go with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray, said, he's like, so what are you doing next year? And oh, Brady, a timetable. A timetable. Not even what are you doing. Like yeah. a timetable. And Brady got real mad. Which is so odd. Listen, I think Brady's clearly playing. I'm not sure where. I think Miami's on the board. I think Vegas is on the board. But to me, the story here is Brady, this wasn't him getting caught at T by TMZ at the airport. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'll let you bleep and know. He's, he's getting ready for the podcast. That's your, your, you own. He has to know this question's coming. <laughs> so I don't know why he cursed and got angry about it. And I don't care if people curse. I know Brew doesn't curse at all, and you rarely do. I curse a lot, so I'm not, like, offended by it. But it's just an odd spot, Wilds, when he knows that question is coming to get angry about it. I thought it was, I thought it was strange. I thought he was sending a message. But if he didn't want really? it in there, what's the message? Yeah, what message? I'm taking it one day at a time, I guess. <laughs> well, there's the thing. We don't think it was a live radio show, even though I listened to it on my car. I yeah. don't think it's live. And if it was really bad, you would say, please edit that out no, of my I, I own think podcast. He, I think he knew, you know, it gives an authenticity to the podcast. Like, oh, wow. They really keep it real up on the LLG. Right. Let's go podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do think he's frustrated because I'm with Nick. I definitely think he wants to play. And I think he's – but he only wants to play in certain situations. And I think he's waiting to see if any of those situations materialize. You mentioned Miami. I, I also wouldn't be surprised if he and Sean Payton are talking yeah. and maybe there's kind of a package deal they might try to do like they did last time with Miami. 
Yeah, I get his frustration. I mean, I've been there. I've retired before and didn't know that I was actually going to retire. I literally was training to come back after I got released from the Dolphins, and I was, I'm going to play. And then I'm in the gym. I had been training for months. And I sat down in the gym with my trainer, and I didn't even train that day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I just randomly said I'm done. It just happens. That's you what happened? You, that's, that's exactly what happened. You, I did not know that I was going to retire after the season. It took time. I got wow. tired of going through the, the, the hustle and the bustle and the training, and it was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. So I can only imagine. I'm not Tom Brady. Like, I can only imagine the season didn't go the way that yeah. he had hoped. All the other things that he's dealing with, like, there's a lot on this plate right now. He ha He's trying to foresee what he's going to do before it actually starts to get putting together and see what situation would be the best fit. And if it works out, great. But if it doesn't... Just Randomly saying you're done in a moment of frustration almost happened to me in the A block when he kept on going on about the Bills salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Bill O'Brien. Now we're getting to the hot part of the show. Goodbye, Matt Patricia, maybe. Belichick bringing in another old coach back to New England. And this time, get this, bro. The guy coached offense before. Added bonus. B.O.B. Uh, worked with Mac Jones when the baby goat gave him a primer on the Alabama offense. He stayed a little bit longer, even though he had just won the national championships. He said, yeah, let me walk you through the yeah. playbook. Obviously a solid move. Makes no sense. But you don't like it, so you just can't only hire. Listen, <laughs> you can't be in the midst of the first professional failure in two decades and have the answer be keep doing the same thing. You can't have everyone who works for you be either related to you or someone you taught the business to. Well, if this were a car dealership, we would say, Pops, Pops, bring in some new blood. Somebody that maybe has some new ideas on how to move the Mazdas. The idea that, Brady, that Belichick will only allow to well, work for him yeah. people who he sired or people oh, who he <laughs> taught the sport <laughs> sired on is TV. an outrageous idea. Like, do you not think, listen, I, ah. you want an offensive mind. Yeah. You don't think it would be a good idea to bring in some fresh blood, bring in someone that might actually challenge some of Bill's own ideas? I, it's not a terrible point. Let's just say that. But, Brooke, can I show you a graphic? Yeah, because I think Nick does make a fair point. Oh. But he is the best offensive coordinator we've ever had. Most points and most yards per game. So I was like, you know what? Maybe not. brought back McDale kind of work. Do I want to bring back Charlie Weiss? No, brought back Patricia didn't work. But he's got a great track record. He's got a relationship with the baby goat. I feel great about it. M most importantly, bro, didn't spend his entire life uh, coaching defense. That's also you, Well, look, it's obviously an upgrade. It's an I, upgrade. I hear what Nick yes. is saying. It's a, and it's it, a bring point. in like a young mind, that'd be great. But Belichick is Belichick. And I get, look, all coaches want somebody they're comfortable with. Now, you're right, a lot bring in a guy they don't know that well, but he's a genius or, you know, they really respect him. I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at your take, but this is an incredible upgrade. Bill O'Brien obviously did a good job. I know Deshaun Watson's a totally different type of quarterback, but he had success with him in Houston and actually won. The interesting thing, though, was you showed those uh, numbers. All the time O'Brien spent in New England, they didn't win a Super Bowl. Well, of the well, six they won, none of them were with him. He was with him there about four or five years. Yeah. So, uh, That's a but rare. I, That's I think, look, I, I'm with, years, I get no what Nick's saying, What's but I think on? it was a good hire. Yeah, I like the hire. I, I, I thought the same thing that you thought. Uh, look, Bill Belichick does not want to bring in any fresh blood, any new blood, because it's an onboarding process. I got to teach you how we do it over here, and I got to make sure that you're going to do it the way that we want you to do it from wherever you're coming from. He doesn't have to deal with that. I think the number one thing for me that was intriguing about this is the relationship. There's already an established relationship. When you are rotating offensive coordinators with a young quarterback and having the expectation that he's supposed to improve every single season, you better bring in that third guy and he better be somebody that he has a relationship. Do you think that's a because that's what uh, Mangini said that was a little bit dangerous. Thir third year, third offensive coordinator. Well, is that going to be a step back? Yeah, I, you you it's going to be. Something. There's going to be some growing pain still. Baker Mayfield and it's a setup to have but, to have another one. Why? Bill O'Brien wants to be a head coach again. Ah, Bill, overrated. That shit may have sailed. No, because Bill O'Brien was, listen, I covered he those things in Houston. He, was, he was good it, at the head coaching part, or good-ish. The general managing part, historically bad. 
like one of the worst ever, and he undermined himself with that. But you, the, the problem is, if he succeeds, he's then gone. Okay. Post Super Bowl, that's fine. You, think about how hard that's going to be <laughs> on Bailey Zappi. To have okay. to go through another new offensive coordinator. <laughs> this guy. What? We got to go to break. Okay. We should have gone to break 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the most to gain from a Super Bowl win? It's a brand new segment. It's going to be wow. excellent. Coming up, 4 o'clock. Game lose. That's it, right? Game lose. Welcome back to a huge Tuesday show. You know, we've got a few franchises on the show. Nick's Tears. Most, I call it the best segment in all of sports. The butt list is the most motivating segment in all of sports. And, of course, Upset Alert is the hottest segment of all of sports. Today, we debut for the first time yearly since you've done it every, every year <laughs> for five years. Year. But we don't have a name for it yet. <laughs> the most interesting segment in all of the sports television. Who do, has the most to gain from a Super Bowl? We're working on the title. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. Coming in at, thank you, Wilds. Coming in at number six, Andy Reid. So the greatest coaches ever are Bill Belichick, Chuck Knoll, Walsh, and Lombardi. And then there's a group with Tom Landry and Shula and Gibbs and Parcells. Mm -hmm. With a win, Andy Reid enters that group. He is already tied for the second most playoff wins ever. He is three wins shy of fourth all-time in regular season wins. He's already in fifth place. Hmm. He has now been to nine conference championship games. He's already been to three Super Bowls. He's won one. If he gets to another one, does it with two different franchises and two different conferences and two different eras, he comes in as unquestionably one of the ten greatest coaches ever. I like oh, that. Yeah. Number five, me. Okay. What? Uh, I it's very rare in sports media <laughs> to hit what we call the superfecta. Preseason MVP. Check. Preseason AFC winner. Check. Preseason NFC winner and preseason Super Bowl winner. Some say it's never been done, but oh, Chiefs over Niners, and it will have happened for your guy, Nick Wright. Okay. And I told you the New Year's resolution was to be less humble. You better believe I'll be keeping Nailed true it. to that if we get Chiefs over Niners. Number four, Jalen Hurts. He becomes the unquestionable top quarterback in the NFC. He, I don't know if you guys saw it after the playoff game on, on whenever it was, Saturday. Uh, his agent, clutch client, uh, Nicole Lynn, tweeted out, anyone got a Brinks truck? Oh, he wins yes. a Super Bowl. We're looking at $200-plus million guaranteed because this is the summer to pay him. And it does set Philly up because of what Howie Roseman has done. If he wins Super Bowl, he's unquestionably franchise quarterback level. He probably is that already. They are set up for a real run in that conference. Number three, Joe Burrow. He gets to become one of the greatest winners in sports history at this point of his career. To have the greatest college football season arguably ever, or the quarterback of the greatest team, I should say, win the Heisman, do what he did, go undefeated, come to the NFL, first healthy season in the Super Bowl, second healthy season win the Super Bowl. It's good. It will match what Mahomes did in his first three years, but he has the better college resume than Mahomes by far. So for Joe Burrow, he becomes the face of the NFL with a win. Number two. Patrick Mahomes. It would put him on, without a doubt, the GOAT trajectory. If Patrick Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, he will have accomplished more in five seasons than Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre did combined in 31 seasons. Mm. We can show it to you. He already has accomplished as much as what Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck did in 19 seasons. But he will have matched the Super Bowl appearances have the same number of wins, and he will be batting a 1,000 on going to conference championship games. So 31 years of two of the 10 greatest quarterbacks ever or five years of Patrick Mahomes get the same results. And when I say GOAT trajectory, if he wins, can he surpass Tom Brady? Well, I don't know. Here's what it will look like. Patrick Mahomes gets to the conference championship game 100% of the time. Brady did it at 64 if they win the Super Bowl, he will be in the Super Bowl 60% of the time. Brady just under 50. Oh, but he'll never get to seven rings. I don't know. He'd be at 40%. Brady's at an unbelievable 31%. For, for both of these guys, we took out the rookie seasons because they didn't start. You would like be that. able to have the real conversation. Is he the greatest, not only most talented, but the greatest player ever? So why isn't he number one? Well, because these next two weeks are going to determine the next 25 years of Brock Purdy's life. There is a chance Brock Purdy plays terribly in this weekend's game, and is not even a starter next year. And he's just fighting for a job. There is also a chance 
that Brock Purdy plays well enough and they win the Super Bowl? And he has a Disney movie. He has a book deal. He has, he's worth over $100 million and he was from just off the field. And his name becomes not his name anymore. It becomes the go-to name as the sports Cinderella story. It, it, it becomes what Wally Pip is and how different named oh, Ruthian. There's, oh man, could it be like Brock Purdy? It will echo for eternity. Or maybe he's just trailing to his backup next year. That's all that's on the line for Brock Purdy over the next couple weeks. So there's the most to gain from the Super Bowl here in a few weeks. And you go right ahead, Greg. Uh, I like the entire list except number five. Clearly, come on, now. like get yourself off the list. But for me, I would add Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, it would validate his genius. We talk, you talk about Brock Purdy uh, being the number one person to have the most to gain. Well, a large part of that is because of what Kyle Shanahan has been able to comprise around him with all this skill, guys, and the scheme, and all of this. Look, he's been the three NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl appearance. He has not won the. Super Bowl. One of the times that he was in the Super Bowl, he got he had a 28-3 lead as an offensive coordinator when he was with the Atlanta Falcons. Sure. Blew that opportunity because he got conservative in the second half. I'm sure he's mindful of that. This would mean a lot yep. to validate who he is and how the regard of which we hold him in as a genius, nice. one of the youngest geniuses in all of football. Couch. Greg Jennings, as often as with the committee or with this, which is all just me, uh, you are spot on. If this was seven-person list, he would have been seventh. Uh, if I you know, took myself off the list, which would have been ridiculous, he would have made it. Uh, if they win the Super Bowl, Brew, I think he gets a, a real claim as he's the best coach in the NFL. If you win the Super Bowl with a seventh-round undrafted rookie, as your third-string quarterback, you can claim you're the best co- coach in the NFL. Uh, possibly, but I, I'm with Greg. I think he should replace that guy at number five. But um, the Greg, Greg was God. soft on Shannon. Look, he is obviously a genius offensively, very innovative. But when you look at the two Super Bowls he was in, when he was an offensive coordinator for Atlanta, and then when he had Garoppolo against the Chiefs, it he blew those. Okay. I mean, he like his play against the Chiefs, they stopped running the ball when they were averaging seven yards a, a per, per carry and they were up 10 with like seven minutes left and they stopped running the ball. So that and then, of course, the Atlanta, he, he blew that one, too. So I think he needs this. He obviously has a great it. reputation okay. and image, but that would help him. Um, what I'm I, Look, the list I do like, uh, the list, Nick, and you're right about Mahomes, but I'm going to move Burrow and Hurts ahead of Mahomes. Really? And here's why. I agree, and I've we both said he's he could be the GOAT one day. And he does need to start racking up championships, right? So so there's no doubt he gains from winning this. But when you win a Super winning Bowl, your first you're one. a made man. Sure. Right? Aaron Rodgers hadn't been to the Super Bowl in a decade, but he's a made man, so on and so, especially when you're the driving force. Yes. It's not like you're a game manager. Yeah. So if Hurts or Burrow win the Super Bowl, they're made men, and I think Burrow I would have ahead of Mahomes because not only would he be a made man, all the things you mentioned, but there would be the argument, even though you and I would What's disagree. There, yeah, there were a lot of people would put him ahead of Mahomes, yeah. and then with Hurts, you mentioned the contract, so he delivers them a Super Bowl. I think they pay up. Listen, so. I think for. In the vast majority of cases, the first Super Bowl is always more important than the subsequent ones. Mm-hmm. The reason I have Mahomes in a different category is because he is playing for this. History, could I one day be the greatest football player to ever live? Go ahead, Wild. I'm going to add Christian McCaffrey and by proxy all of the GMs in the NFL. Because if Christian McCaffrey, who's oh, this is good. done a fantastic job for the 49ers, we can show you. Christian McCaffrey stats came in not as you know a little addition came in became a focal point of the offense and if Christian McCaffrey wins the Super Bowl that will be three years in a row that the Super Bowl winning team has added a huge superstar AB joined the Bucks in week eight Odell joined the Rams in week 10 Vaughn joined the Rams in week nine McCaffrey joined in week seven mm. so all of a sudden wow. you sit back if you've got a Super Bowl team let's say next year Super Bowl contending team say all right what superstar can we get? Whether it's like a Debo insurance or another weapon for Tom Brady or to right. solidify your, your defense. 
And maybe it's the reason why the Chiefs don't win. They didn't go on anybody. Kadarius Tony's good. Uh, they added Kadarius Tony yeah. and more Chiefs erasure because you could have gone back an extra Super Bowl because the Chiefs did add friend of the show Terrell Suggs. And if you want to tell That's him he's not a superstar, you can say that to his face. But I'm not <laughs> gonna be doing that. However, we have one final. That's a great oh. take, Wilds. Brew always coach. says that the Bud List is inspirational and that I'm, you know, dark and mean. I thought about that. I was like, you know what? Bruce right. Yeah, lean into oh. it. Most to lose. <laughs> oh! Depending on what happens quickly. What? Number six, Dan Quinn. Why? Well, because of exactly what you guys are talking about. Shanahan and Quinn lost that Super Bowl together in Atlanta. Huh. But if Shanahan gets his back by going through Dan Quinn's defense and Dan Quinn's at home, uh-oh. Number five. <laughs> Guys, it's me again. I've talked a lot. Guys, I'm fair. Good for the goose, good for the gander. I've talked all this trash. If it doesn't come through, you think I'm going to be, you know, be whistling through the graveyard and people are going to be coming for me. I put a lot on the line. Number four, speaking of trash talkers, Eli Apple. Ooh, yikes, buddy, because whether you win or lose this weekend, he's not going to stop talking. And if the Chiefs beat him after everything, or even can you imagine Eli Apple Super Bowl week? And then if he gets roasted, Debo Samuel power bombs him to the center of the earth, a la Chandler Jones to Mac Jones, not good. Number three. Tyree Kill. Oh, boy. The Chiefs have a better offense, more potent, more efficient, and win the Super Bowl. It would be like Wilds those two days Brew missed a few weeks ago in their highest-rated days ever. Yikes. (laughs) Number two, all I know is this. Josh Allen is rooting for the Uh NFC side of the bracket. He can't have. Mahomes or Burrow, between one of either they both have one or one of them has two, while he's sitting at home staring at his back-to-back AFC semifinalist banner. And number one, let's be honest, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh. If the 49ers oh. win the Super Bowl, no, have no. three guys, rings. I'm just telling you right now, it won't be he got Wally Pipped anymore. Rings. We'll say he got Jimmy G. He, uh, you know, somebody came in, it was better, and now we all forgot about him. So, Jimmy G, I don't know who he's rooting for. I know it's not the Niners. That's the most to lose from this year. You have three Super rings. Bowl. Okay, three great. rings. Three yeah. rings. Yeah, it'd be okay, fantastic. Like Robert Sacre's got a couple, too. <laughs> it matters a lot. More first things first after the break. Good job, man. That was good. Oh, thanks. Welcome back to the show. We've got a hot five minutes for you. Here's Stefan Diggs, who was criticized for politely asking Josh Allen to play better. Josh Allen just, I don't know, I guess he's pretending to study. <laughs> Want me to be okay with losing? No. Want me to be okay with our level of play when it's not up to the, to the standard? Nope. And it's easy to criticize my reaction more than the result. Greg? Are you okay with this little tweet storm? 100%. 100%. Absolutely. I absolutely loved it. I, I didn't mind what he was doing. I know optically it, it doesn't look good, but when you have the type of relationship that he and Josh Allen have, you have all access to say what you need to say. Be real with me. Everybody always wants in, in relationship. Tell me the truth. Be honest with oh, me. Right? But Here when, we go. But when I, am talk right here. You, when I am honest with you and you're not performing, and it, it just looks bad. But the reality is, is I'm challenging you to be who you've been. And he wasn't. Josh Allen wasn't who he had been all season long as far as the success that they had been able to have. There was frustration early in this game. Balls being low, Diggs having to go down to the ground and try to make catches. There's one, I think we have it, where Diggs is making the catch. He makes the catch. And he's looking at him like, get the ball up. Because he can't do anything if he constantly catches and falls to the ground. He wants to be able to make plays after he gets the ball in his hand. I just think that I I love the way he handled it. He didn't point any fingers. He owned it. Like, look, you want me to care, right? You want me to think that you think it's okay for me to not play well or us not to play well and just be smiling? So here's here's my only question. Not so much about the tweets, but about the sideline stuff. He, the, if he is turning and yelling at Allen, it's not on the show, and we don't know about it, if not for this part. And he does this four times. And, I, and that, to me, is maybe it's just an emotional – listen, I talk with my hands. And maybe it's – and we've seen this – we see this sometimes where guys are want to be seen because they are making it clear, oh, I'm telling you, this is not on me. This is on the person I'm yelling at. Like, you, can, you and I could have a great relationship, mm-hmm. like you're talking about. And if I think something really bad happened, I might be like, Greg, 
you know, and you know, you and I talk about it. But if I, it, it, to me, that seemed like intentional showing up of what are you doing? I know what I'm doing. What are you doing? Well, and the tweets kind of back that up. Well, that the last tweet are like, is an interesting. It wasn't one. no, and granted, he did. He wasn't dropping balls and all that. I get that, but the tweets kind of came off like. It wasn't on me. We're losing, but it wasn't on me. I want to ask you this, Greg, because I said it yesterday. I haven't seen a guy go at Mahomes like that. Mm-hmm. Or Aaron, we're going to get to Aaron Rodgers. Did you or any of your receivers? I get it. You have disagreements and, you know, you, you have little discussions or whatever. Like going at Aaron Rodgers like that, did you or any other receivers ever do something like that? No, we didn't. But that wasn't our personality. This is who Diggs is. Like he That's did this true. in Minnesota with Kirk. Like we, this is when it's who you are, you can't go off brand of who you are. Like, and the reason why I, I get what you're saying because I'm like that with my kids. Like, if yeah. I'm talking to my daughter, I have girls. So if I'm talking to my daughters after a game and she's being dramatic, I'm looking at her, put your hands down. Yeah, like, Because people talk- don't know what I'm doing right. to have her doing all that. I can be doing nothing. Get that rebound. So what are you doing? <laughs> so optics are everything, right? And I think you make a good point. When he does do this, it draws all the yeah. attention. I don't think he's doing it. Because he's trying to say, oh, Alan, what, what are you doing? Well, no, it's like, what are we doing? No, like, maybe it's because it's what they do in Buffalo. Is how do you know I'm upset? Because I am going to show you how upset I am. Oh, even if, it's I a mean, great take. Come on. I love this come take. Come on. Diggs is, I give him, Stephon Diggs is in his late 20s, an athlete in the heat of the moment. This is a dude in a fitted cap and khakis in a booth. During the regular season, and he is and, and he is making a show of how angry. This is how much I care. Let me show. It's ridiculous. He's in the cauldron, and so yeah, he is on the outskirts of the cauldron. He the, he is calling plays for those in the cauldron, I, and I just think, I, I think an emotionally immature team, at times plays emotionally immature. I think the Josh Allen style, the last month of the season. Go for the kill shot. Go for the kill mm-hmm. shot. That's an emotionally – that's a, not an emotionally. That's a, a stylistically immature way to play. Mm-hmm. It's like bombs away from threes mm-hmm. instead of – you. Know, and I think we've seen it all year from Buffalo. That's interesting. Ten targets, four catches, 35 yards. And zero touchdowns the last five playoff games for Diggs. Yeah. Coming up after the break, the best podcast read you've ever heard. Okay, that's hey. not – you can't promote Why? that. People are interested. People are here for the content. <laughs> Medals time. <laughs> Spurs in Portland. You are a funny guy. Shaden Sharp. My guy. Bruce guy. Bruce guy. Yes. Portland scores 147 Should we points. explain how our guys work to the audience? Just if you like it. It's, just like, it's like in the 1800s America. You just walk out and like put a plant, plant your flag. Like, first here, my land. Bruce just, Shaden Sharp got drafted. And he was like, hey, my guy. He was like, okay. Now forever, for 20 years, you get him. Bronze medal. One of my guys. Giannis. 29, 12, Giannis. and 4. Here's why Giannis got it. So it wasn't just the 21-point first quarter. But did you see the Milwaukee Bucks last night? Because it wasn't just they were playing the Pistons, scored 150 points. It was Chris Middleton was back for the first time in more than a month. And all of a sudden, the Bucks look like the best team in basketball, which they are. Silver medal, Dame. 37 and 12 for Dame time. You know, after he got rid of the nuisance that is Patrick Beverly, he got back on tracks. 37 and 12 for Dame. And then look at this. Put a guy on a metal stand one time, and you know what? It motivates him enough. It's like my own little bud list. Jalen Green. Two medals in a week for the former top three pick, young man from Houston. 42 and four in a win over the wildly disappointing Timberwolves. What a disastrous year they're having for a team that mortgaged their entire future for Rudy Gobert. That was unwise. There's the metal stand. Oh, you think? Everyone thought it was unwise. Everyone. Listen, not the folks that are about to give Jokic seven straight MVPs. Those folks tell you Rudy Gobert is the greatest defensive player ever. They will. Ask him. The greatest defensive player ever. That's what they'll tell you. There's well, the, the numbers do back him up. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't agree yeah. with that. but 49ers-Eagles Sunday at 3 on Fox. Sirianni had some nice words for Brock Purdy. Said he was a winner. Just like Jimmy G. Okay. Those are my yes. words, not Sirianni's. Absolutely. Uh, Brew, is the Purdy hype too high, too low, or just right for your oh, Iowa little Mafia friend? I think it's too low. Too low? Where's the Linsanity stuff? I mean, really, what this guy has done, 
stepped in as Mr. Irrelevant. He may be the first Mr. Irrelevant to lead. He probably is the first quarterback. We can check that out, Dusty, to get this far as Mr. Irrelevant. Definitely. He right? Is. And he's he was not the first get, Mr. Irrelevant to throw the, a touchdown you, pass ever. And everybody's giving it to Shanahan and the other players. Why don't you do it? Well, I've You're been, def- I've been defending his mentor for a while, Jimmy G, but I, I'm watching Brock. I mean, you know, if you if I give him too much hype, y'all will be like, oh, you're 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 sabotaging, you're you're betraying Jimmy G. Well you will be. So I'm not <laughs> well, that's fine. Jimmy G's At least the it'll mentor. be honest. Jimmy G's they, the mentor. Listen. Brock wouldn't be Brock okay, if you, it wasn't for see, Jimmy that's G. That's what we I won't abide. Because I know you don't believe that. What? That if that Jimmy G has 1% to do with this young man's success. What's this? What's this? This Pac-Man? is Jimmy G in Brock's ear. <laughs> Make sure, hit your check downs. You don't have to go deep. You don't but he is going they, deep. Debo will do it for you. Debo, Christian, give the ball to Christian. He'll make the rest happen. That's Jimmy G. Okay. So I will not listen. I think that Sirianni's comment's fine. I think folks out there... If anyone out there is pretending like or, or saying they think Brock Purdy, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's an above-average NFL starting quarterback, then it's too high. The, 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 he's just a guy. What if he, he makes a special? See, what that's if they what get I to mean, the Super Bowl? Oh, I know. And he, makes a, and he does something special. Like, like do you Nick think Foles he needs did? Like a just a guy. Heisman moment. I'm telling you he could have his Heisman moment like Nick Foles did, and he's still just a guy. But we had seen stuff from Foles in the past in the NFL that told us he was just a guy. No, but we had also seen Foles have like 27 touchdowns and two picks or something under Chip Kelly. He had a crazy year, but we knew he was just a guy. He's got a 110 passer rating in the playoffs. Yeah, I understand. It, It is showing you how ridiculous it was that Jimmy G was bad in the playoffs with this offense. Now, he didn't have Christian McCaffrey in the postseason, and I give him credit for that but this is guys everybody knows that the clock will strike midnight either next week or in the Super Bowl clock now they might win despite it but we know come on Um, I tried to pick the upset alert three weeks in a row L L L for me I'm done so you they're going to the Super Bowl with me 